Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Today's episode is actually a stripping down of the audio of an Instagram live that I did the other day. It was such a great conversation, and I really wanted to give it a permanent spot here on the podcast. So if you didn't catch it on Instagram, I hope you tune in today. Really, the audio is all you need. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just looking at our faces. Uh, So I hope you enjoy today's episode. We talk all about what your health as a mom, as a parent, as a caregiver has to do with your little one and them being picky. It's a great conversation. I hope you tune in. I did want to mention here that we in the chat, in the audio, you're going to hear that we talk about a live class that I was teaching that same day. Well, that class has since passed, but I am going to drop the replay link available for you to watch the replay of the live class down in the show notes below. So you can go ahead and watch that. That replay link does expire though. So I just want to give you a heads up if you're listening to this like years later, um, that it's probably expired. <laughs> so uh, keep your eyes peeled because these are classes that I teach every once in a while. Um, so I'm sure another one is just around the corner, um, but I did want to let you know about that. Plus, I wanted to let you know that right now, if you enroll in Table Talk before Friday at midnight, uh, September 10th, you get a ton of bonuses if you uh, join. I think I talk about that in today's episode, but just in case I don't, Table Talk is my picky eating program where you learn everything you need to know to truly kick picky eating to the curb and just get it out of your home. Uh, So many moms have found success through this program and I want to share it with you. And I want to make it a no brainer for you to enroll before Friday and get started so that you can be done before Thanksgiving. And so that being said, right now, if you enroll by Friday at midnight, you are also getting access to two live group coaching calls from me where you can get your real life questions answered, troubleshoot anything that's coming up specifically for you and your family while you're going through the program. That's a $300 value that you get completely for free. Plus, you'll also get access to my Demystifying Desserts mini course where I don't sell it anywhere else. It is only available to table talkers because it essentially takes everything you learn in table talk and then applies it to desserts. And the goal there is to take desserts off the pedestal, put them back where they belong, and no longer have a child who's obsessed with sweets and that's all they can focus on and ask for and all those sorts of things. So that course is there for you completely for free. And then you'll also get uh, one free month inside my Table Talk membership. This is where we systematically add safe foods to your little one's uh, list of safe foods. Right now we're working on spaghetti squash and apples. And we also go live once a month to chat through things, to coach you through things, to answer your questions, all that sort of good stuff. Um, so that's available to you for free, plus a guide on my top five nutritional boosts and how to use them in your home to help boost your little one's nutrition. So you're getting all that completely for free if you enroll in Table Talk, which is again, my pick eating pr- program. You'll learn my proven framework, all the strategies and tips to take you where you want to go so you can get back to a place of connection and enjoyment at the table. So um, again, those bonuses end Friday at midnight. And of course, the link and all the information will be down below as well. All right, now on to the episode. See you later.
You guys, I'm doing kind of an impromptu live with Brooke. She's going to join me here in a minute. For those of you who don't know, Brooke is my dietitian bestie. I share the Mama Well account here on Instagram with her. We co-host a podcast, the Mama Well podcast, and have a membership over there as well. As well. Oh, there she is. Hop on and chat with me. Hello, hello. And we're going to be chatting a little bit about moms, your health, your role in cake eating. Hello. Hi. I was like... <laughs> How are you? Great tripod. Yeah, I'm good. I'm drinking um, one of your favorite sparkling waters you recommended for me. Those are my absolute favorite, you guys. If you guys are ever at Target, the, what is it, dragon fruit? And what is it? I forget. It's so good. It's like the good and got it. Pomegranate dragon fruit. Hands down, the best sparkling water. That one and Arrowhead uh, black cherry. Favorites. Mm. Favorites. Hello, 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 hello. So I was just telling them who you are. So this is Brooke, my uh, dietitian bestie, and we run the Mama Well together, the membership, the community, and the podcast, and the Instagram account, obviously. And she was so gracious to come on here and chat with me a little bit. Um, really all about mom's health and dad's health too, parents' health and the way that they view food and the way that they interact at dinner time and around different foods and how that affects our little ones, specifically around picky eating. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Do you want to tell them a little bit about what you do and, and who you are, just in case? They don't sure, know? sure. So, um, like Alyssa said, we became dietitian besties at our clinical job as registered dietitians, um, and we run the Mama Well uh, account together. We also co-host the Mama Well podcast together. So I talk to Alyssa every day, all day, every day. I feel like it's nonstop. My husband like joked the other day. He's like, "You talk to Alyssa more than you talk to me," and I was like, "Yeah, that's fair." I feel like my husband could say the same thing, probably. Yes. All day. Um, And so Alyssa and I saw, like, this bridge, right, between kids and their relationship with food and body and picky eating and how it actually connects so deeply to moms and their relationship with food and body and food and dads, too, right? I think we talk about moms so much, but we have to um, remember that dads typically are part of, like, the dinner table and the eating experience and the cooking experience as well, so... Um, we just started to see this gap of, oh my gosh, there's this connection and patterns of how kids are responding to different foods and their body and how they view foods and how often they try new foods. We started seeing a lot of patterns between that and what moms were doing um, specifically at the table and dads were doing at the table and how moms and dads were talking about food. So we thought we could kind of like talk a little bit more in detail about how to kind of bridge that gap together and what are some things maybe that we're doing as parents that might be kind of triggering some picky eating behaviors or some habits. Um, And typically once we're aware of what's going on, that's where we can start creating some behavior changes. And this is something Liz and I talk about on honestly every, every call I feel like with our members is talking first and foremost about awareness about our surroundings and our environment and what we're doing um, and how that impacts our kids. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I think like just kind of zooming out a little bit and looking at this big picture of how kind of the life cycle goes, unfortunately, for most people. And I think what Brooke and I saw working with moms specifically, is that a lot of times their issues around food, uh, as far as food fear goes, or restricting different foods, going on different diets, trying to like, get healthy. And what they mean by that is like lose weight, versus actually trying to like instill healthy habits, or trying to do both at the same time, a lot of those things were instilled in them as 
young, young children. And actually, if you dive into the research, a lot of the research supports that uh, children as young as seven are going on their first diet. They're unhappy with their body. They want to lose weight. That's before they even hit puberty. And so there should be some like alarm bells going on for our culture of like, hey, what's going on? And for me as a picky eating dietitian, specifically coming from my own story of kind of like pickiness, and you guys know that I am not a fan of adding pressure. And in fact, pressure oftentimes makes it worse long term. Um, And coming from my own story, I started to see these similarities or patterns, like Brooke is saying, like kind of connecting these dots of like, oh, the first time that our kids really experience pressure around food is when they start to get picky. Because before that, it's usually going just fine. They start to eat foods. Like who else here has experienced that moment of like, my baby will eat anything. They're never going to be picky. No problem. They'll eat whatever I put in front of them. No problem. Or like maybe we're a little concerned about how much they're eating, but like we're, we're getting there. We're like, we understand this is a process. It's fine. But like when they start to get picky, when they start to reject foods completely, throw it off their high chair even, even we tend to go in these like survival modes. Like we know they need to eat. We know they need to eat veggies. We know they need to eat healthy foods. We want them to be healthy. We want them to grow. We want them to like expand and, and develop and all the things. And so we're like, what can I do to get them to eat this food? I'm going to pressure them. Right. And pressure, sometimes it's sly and we don't realize it's pressure. And sometimes it's uh, overt, right. It's demanding. It's telling them to finish their plate. It's um, begging. eating all of those sorts of things to try and get our little ones to eat that food. If you eat your broccoli, mommy will give you more fruit snacks. If you know, whatever, if you finish your plate, we can go play whatever that looks like, or it can be like a little bit more sly, like, okay, just take one more bite, right? And just try it. Just take a polite bite. Just lick it. Just taste it. Just see if you've been like, you don't even know if you like it. You liked it yesterday. Why don't you like it today? All those sorts of things, all those sorts of behaviors at the table are very instinctual for us as as parents, usually because that's how we were taught around the table. That's how we were talked to. And then when we start to like kind of follow the trajectory of little ones eating patterns and having pressure on the food, what we're doing by adding pressure is we're actually teaching them to listen to someone else outside of their own body to tell them when, how much, and what foods to eat. So we can kind of make that jump to say, hey, this would make sense that they would first be introduced to a diet or to a restrictive eating plan or to an influencer's meal plan or whatever. And they would be like, yeah, this makes sense. I've always looked to someone else, mainly mom and dad, Mm -hmm. to tell me what, how much, and when to eat. So of course, now that this like outside person or this diet or, you know, an app or something like that is telling me, this feels normal. I can't do this on my own. I need someone else to tell me what to do, right? Whereas if we kind of follow the trajectory of teaching and and really preserving our kids' ability to intuitively and listen to their own bodies and teaching them to lean in and trust more on their own intuition and really know that they are in control and they know what's best for them, if if we teach them that way and it's more internal, the first time they get told to go on a diet, they're going to be like, what the heck are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> that sounds crazy. Why would I do that? This is working perfect for me. And so we're kind of like building up those foundations, building up those walls so that later in life, it's easier, not perfect and not guaranteed, but easier for them to realize that that's a diet, that's restrictive, that's not healthy, that's actually not going to get me to where I want to go. And why would I trust someone else more with my own body than I trust myself? Um, which is where a lot of moms 
end up, right? We end up at this place that we're trusting anyone else on the internet, a TikToker, someone we've met for five seconds, an app to tell us what we need, how much we need, what foods to eat, what foods not to eat, the superfoods that are current, you know, whatever it might be, more than we trust ourselves. And that's where Brooke and I really counsel moms through that as well. And so I saw this like beautiful dynamic between two things I was really passionate about and realized that, hey, if I step in here, if I help moms and dads at the table prevent picky eating from continuing on, if I help them step out of like the pressure vortex and find a different way, maybe just maybe we can avoid a lot of hardship down the road. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that stands out to me in terms of like pressure at the table is the clean your plate mentality. And this is something that a lot of us grew up with of you can't leave the table until you finish your plate. And what that does is it, it creates a disconnect between our hunger and fullness signals. And that's where it can like end up leading to some things like emotional eating, stress eating, mindless eating, because we're not used to being in tune with our body. So a lot of us just get into this programming of, oh, I put everything on my plate and then I can't get up from the table until every single bite is finished. And that just disconnects us completely from our own body. And so that's something that we work through a lot um, with moms specifically. But like Alyssa saying, if we just stop some of these pressure things at the table at a young age, um, our kids are less likely to end up with some of these issues that a lot of us, honestly, as parents, um, grew up with and some of these things that we kind of have to undo as adults, which is harder to undo things as adults. It's way harder to dig yourself out of a hole than it is to just sidestep that hole, right? Like, and we all know that. We all know that from like years and years of experience of multitude of different things. That's relationships, that's whatever. It's so much easier to dig yourself out of a shallow hole that you just started or to avoid that hole altogether, not even pick up the shovel than it is to like, all of a sudden you're deep down in it and you have no idea how you're going to get out. If the hole is taller than you, you have no rope, there's no help. Right. And so, um, it's always better. And this is why we became dietitians to prevent things than try to reverse them or undo them. It doesn't mean it's impossible. Um, certainly it's something that we help moms do inside the mama well community specifically dig themselves out of those holes of those dieting holes that they've, you know, filled themselves. And we've been there too. And same thing with table talk and why I created table talk is to not only reverse, but also um, avoid or prevent picky eating as well to kind of sidestep some of those landmines that are really easy. And you'll find out too, that I stepped in myself and totally mm-hmm. blew a hole in our world of like, Oh my gosh, my kid won't eat anything. What do I do? And what I, what I thought was working is no longer working. And I just can see this, really clear path that things are getting worse. And so what can I do instead? It's actually one of kind of the talking points I'm talking and teaching about at my class tonight. So if you guys don't know, I am hosting a free class tonight. I'm talking about the top five most overlooked, under talked about reasons for picky eating and how to fix them if they're happening in your home, which I think is really powerful. And um, the five reasons are across the board. And I think some of them will really surprise you. I actually taught this class over a year ago. And one of the moms that came literally said in the chat box she goes my jaw was on the like my jaw is on the floor I had no idea that this could be causing picky eating or that that's happening and so I just want to encourage you if you 
feel like you've been Googling things. You feel like you've been following me for a while. You feel like you've been following other accounts and you're still just struggling putting those pieces together. Tonight might be giving you the pieces of the puzzle that you're kind of missing. And beyond that, for those of you who want to take it to the next step and really change the dynamic at the table and make long lasting change and you need more than just like the free stuff on Instagram and popping in here and there and listening to the podcast and you need that next step. I'll also be talking about my Table Talk Picky Eating Program that is designed to help you learn all the strategies and the foundations that need to be set so that you can start piling on the methods on top of that that actually work long term and um, I just think it's really important because one of the things I teach inside Table Talk in a very deep way (laughs) is modeling behavior and how important it is for mom and dad to be sitting at the table modeling the behavior they want their kids to exhibit now this is true across the board whether it's like not throwing food how to use a fork how to sit at the table, those sorts of things, but also in this kind of more like internal view of relationship with food, right? Why I'm eating the broccoli, why I'm enjoying dessert, how I can enjoy these foods, how I can stop when I'm full and eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm satisfied and how to build a plate that really feels satisfying and is going to keep me fuller for longer. All of those things that we teach inside the Mama Well that we teach on our podcast are important to model to our kids as well because That's how they learn. I don't always wish this was true. I wish I could just tell them what to do and not have to model it and they would pick it up. But it's like, I think the research is something like 20% is taught to them like audibly, but then every 80% is they're just following suit. And even if we take a look at our own relationship with food, our own dieting history, our own health journeys, we can probably point to our mom or our dad or our grandma or our aunt or someone who is integral in our life and be like, oh yeah, I do kind of mirror the same habits. I do kind of do the things, right? Like it's always that funny joke as a parent where you're like, I'm turning into my mom, right? Like the things come out of your mouth that your mom said to you that you hated. And now you're like, now I'm doing it. It's the same with our kids. And so it is imperative that we also take ownership of our relationship with our food, our actual health journey, not just what's sold to us as getting healthy, and um, take initiative on that so that our kids follow suit and maybe avoid some of the turmoils we've had with maybe our own relationship to our body, the way that we talk to ourselves, the way that we fuel our body, the way that we don't feel our body. And for those of you who are brand new to this and are like, I don't get it. What's wrong with dieting? <laughs> What's wrong with all these things? We actually have a lot of podcasts over at the Mama Well podcast. So I, I invite you to listen along there talking about the diet cycle um, that happens and, and see if you can identify with it. And maybe you can't, but I, I have a hunch that you can and um, kind of what, what we can do instead, right? Because there is a way that you can find health without restriction, without dieting without counting tracking opening an app telling people what you ate writing it down feeling horrible having overwhelming guilt and shame and frustration and digging yourselves into holes and binging at night and stepping on the scale and feeling horrible there is a way for you to have a peaceful and healthful journey um, to find true and long-lasting sustainable health that isn't like a roller coaster that's more like a monorail just getting you to where you need to go you know and that's what we teach about the mama well and again why it's so important to have that relationship with your health to model that for your kids yeah and I love that you and I share such similar um beliefs in terms of like gentle nutrition too like everything that we recommend for moms when it comes to building a plate and meal planning and organizing and making sure that we have fuel and energy like those are things that Alyssa also recommends for children when you're building a toddler's plate and um 
I know there's a lot of members in our membership who have said, oh my gosh, you know, I started like putting my, my toddler's like lunch together for school or for daycare. And I started to realize like how well I was balancing their plate, but I realized I wasn't balancing mine in the same way. And so there's definitely been like a lot of revelations and like aha moments for moms being like, oh wow. Okay. So that's why I balance my toddler's plate. Oh, I, sh I should do something similar for mine. That way both of us have like long and sustainable energy throughout the day and feel our best. And so, um, it just really crosses paths really nicely. Yeah. And someone asked a question I wanted to answer it. The, um, oh, what yeah. time is the class tonight? So it's 7 PM mountain time, 8 PM central. What does that make it? 9 PM Eastern and 6 PM uh, Pacific. <laughs> yes. It should, when you register, it should tell you your, um, your own time zone. Like you can change it to your time zone and you'll get emails too with reminders. So don't worry. I'll let you know um, when it is. But again, if you guys are struggling with picky eating, like I said, if you just feel like there's some missing pieces and you're just not getting the full picture, because let's face it, there are things that go viral on Instagram. There are things we all see. We're like the sprinkles hack that I always do viral. Like, Anytime I share about adding sprinkles to something like yogurt or even like freaking baked chicken, kids love it and eat it up and it works right for a period of time. It works. And so it goes viral and people love that tip. They're like, oh, it's so fun. I can do that. It's so easy. There are things that don't go viral on Instagram, not because I'm not sharing them, but because they are not as like shiny and rainbow colored as sprinkles. Yeah. And so they just don't have that same vir virality to it. However, they do work. And if you are struggling with that, this could really be the missing piece that you have, or maybe even five, because I'm sharing with you the five most under talked about overlooked, honestly, sneaky causes for picky eating, I've kind of been saying, um, because you don't really see it coming, you don't realize what an impact it is. And I'm also mm -hmm. teaching you how to fix it. So if it is happening in your home, you can maybe just make a few of these tweaks and make a, a big difference in your home, a big impact. So you can click the link in my bio to um, register to join us tonight for that of course also i'd invite you if this is kind of resonating with you what we're talking about here and really you're starting to realize that it's deeper than just like i want my kid to eat broccoli that's our like surface level want right like i want my kid to eat veggies i want my kid to eat meat i want my kid to like eat a balanced plate and not just fruit all the time or not just bread all the time or whatever that's like the surface level pain but there's a whole thing underneath, and that's why I'm here, that it's it's more than just getting them to take a bite of broccoli. Mm -hmm. It's getting them to enjoy broccoli. It's getting them to enjoy foods that bring them health and comfort and nourishment long term. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not as flashy as just like, oh, I got your toddler to randomly take a bite of a veggie, but it's more sustainable. And that's the goal. And that's that underlying lining layers of not only your little one's health, but your health and the health of your family and building strong families and actually having a place of connection at the table and peace, even that inner peace of knowing that you know how to handle any situation that comes your way. Um, and that's what I teach inside Table Talk and really having those foundations so that your family can build on each other and support each other and grow and connect and not have mealtime battles and uh, stressful meals, which I've completely been there and I'm done with them. I don't know about you, but so that's mm -hmm. what I'm teaching about tonight in tonight's class. And um, this kind of live was just to kind of bridge that gap and, and show you that it actually goes deeper than this. And there's a lot that we can do for our own relationship to food and our own health journey that can actually rub off on our kids. And so if you want to learn more about that, highly recommend following us over at the Mama Well um, or listening along at the Mama Well podcast. And um, we'll actually be opening back up the Mama Well Accelerator in October. So if you're interested in that, you can do that as well. Um, so yeah, anything else, Brooke, that I missed? 
Um, I don't think so. I'm really excited for class tonight. Um, yeah, I know as a, as a mom, I like need this refresher of table talk and picky eating and feeding toddlers because truthfully feeding kids is not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> so I love learning from you. So thanks for doing this free class. I'm really excited to join. Yeah. And you are not alone. So many moms tell me like, it's so much to feed myself and then have to feed my kid on top of it. It's <laughs> so much. And I completely understand that. I love it. But of course I do. That's why I do this for a living. Um, yeah. But that's why there's like, I think there's a sense of dread. And actually, it reminds me of one of my table talkers who recently reached out to me and just said, thank you. Like, I am now packing lunches for school, which but previously she wasn't. And this is her first time going to school. And she's like, the possibilities are now endless because my little one yeah. will eat that many foods. Last time I checked in with her, which was months ago, um, she had over 100 safe foods that her little one was able to eat. Safe foods meaning That's foods awesome. that if she put it in front of her kid, her kid will pick up and eat. Like, a hundred. Could you imagine having a hundred different possibilities to mix and match and put together a lunch? And she's like, I didn't even think of the pain that was going to come with, if I didn't do table talk with starting school and having to pack lunches and trying to figure out what she'll eat and not being there to like help her or pressure her or <laughs> encourage her. Right. And so thank God I did table talk because now I have endless possibilities to build a lunch and I can just put it in the lunchbox and not flip out about it. And that's like, I talked about this a while back in my stories. There's this inner peace, right? Because there's mm -hmm. kids are always going to be chaotic, right? And there's a lot that we can do that yes. I teach you through in Table Talk to like make meals less chaotic for the kids. But like at the end of the day, they're still children. But there's an inner peace that comes when things are breaking down around the table. But you know that you are doing everything you can to set them up for success. But I took care of my part. Now you guys can be crazy. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. a difference. Then when you come to the table uncertain, not sure, yesterday didn't work. I don't know what to do today. I'm going to try probably something new tomorrow, not being consistent. I heard this on the internet. I heard this on the podcast. I heard this from my brother. And I heard this from, you know, my husband grew up this way. And you have all these like thoughts and ideas and, and kind of um, like strategies floating around your head, but you don't know what's going to work. And you don't know how long to stick to one. And, and you just don't know. And table talk gives you that inner piece of like, oh, I'm, Oh, I know. I know the structures that need to be set up in my home. I know the strategies to use. And then I know the methods to kind of pull out one by one as the situation allows. And that's like how I would just always describe it to my table talkers. It's like, it's kind of like you have this tool belt filled with like a hundred different rings. And no matter what's going on at the table, you can like calibrate and decide which tool to pull out. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you're breaking down around this because it's the color green and you're uncomfortable about that. So, so here's the steps we're going to take to fix that specific problem and that's what like table talk is there is to arm you to be the feeding expert at your home so many people and listen i am not knocking feeding therapy 100 percent would recommend feeding therapy if you need it but yeah. honestly what's great about table talk is it teaches you what to do and a lot of times feeding therapy when you show up with your kid they work with your kid you know they teach them some strategies maybe they put some food in front of them maybe they kind of send you home with a few things to do but like typically you're like kind of this outskirt of like okay, thanks. I'll, I'll do those little exercises. I'll try that. This is like, no, no, no. This was built for you to take control mm -hmm. of your own home and your own table and absolutely can be used in conjunction with feeding therapy to support it. Um, which is what I've heard from most moms that it's really supportive, but also trying this on your own and saying, Hey, maybe it is something that I can control. Maybe it is something that I can do and avoid feeding therapy even possibly. So all that to say why I created Table Talk was to empower moms and dads at the table to really, truly feel like they know how to handle anything so that they can have that inner peace, so they can focus more on connection around the table than being worried 
and stressed and anxious and feeling like they don't know what to do. They don't know if it's working. They don't know if it's not working. They don't know if it's getting worse before it gets better or it's just getting worse. Um, Tabletop arms you with those tools so that in the future, you know things are going to get better the fastest they possibly can, which is really, really powerful. So again, if you're not already registered for tonight, highly recommend to click the link in my bio to sign up. Um, You will get the replay if you can't make it live, but if you're coming live, I'm also giving away three picky eating approved recipes um, that you get just for hanging out with me. Everyone gets them. Someone asked me like, oh, how do I win? And I was like, no, no, no. Everyone gets these recipes for free just for coming to show up and hang out with me tonight. Um, So that's on that. And then, yeah, of course, follow the Mama Well and listen to the Mama Well podcast and Nutrition for Littles, my podcast uh, for picky eaters too. Yeah. And I just just want to say too, like I have a toddler with special needs and um, mealtime has not always been easy. And I will say like table talk has helped me so much. And there's even been some videos that I've had to show my husband and say, hey, you know, he's throwing his plate because of this. Like, Mm-hmm. And he won't listen to me, but he will listen to Alyssa. <laughs> so um, I, I just want to say, like, as somebody who has a toddler who's gone through feeding therapy and has Down syndrome and has some, you know, feeding difficulties, it has been really, really helpful. So thank you, Alyssa. Oh, I love you, Breck. And it's truly what I created Table Talk to be. I've had so many mamas that have kids with special needs um, or autism, and they come to me like, can this still work? Yes. 100%. Like with Brooke's case, it just fills in those gaps to also empower her, even with anyone else or any other specialist yeah. that they're helping. It fills in those gaps too for you to know mm-hmm. that these are things I can do. And regardless of whatever my child's abilities are, I can know how to handle it, um, which is really, really powerful. And so, um, so that's really cool. And of course, this is designed for very picky eaters. This is a question I always get. They're like, no, my kid's like really picky. Right. <laughs> If your kid wasn't really picky, then my Instagram page would be enough. If your kid wasn't really picky, then my podcast would be enough. If your kid really wasn't that picky, you wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? If you are, if you were struggling with a very picky eater, like you're like this one mom be like, no, no, no. Like what other picky kids, picky kids will eat. My kid won't eat. Like she was like, no, no, no. Like really? Yes. This is designed for very picky eaters. So no matter where you're at at the spectrum, it will help you. It will give you those tools to move forward with. And and that being said, too, even if your kid is just like a little picky or you just want to prevent it, it's good for you, too, because you know everything and you can do everything to set them up for success to avoid getting pickier and pickier. So um, yeah. I just always get that yeah. question. So I want to address it like 100 percent. This is built for picky. This is not just built for like the lax, like, I don't want this today. It's like, no, this is like the kid who screams when they see their plate. <laughs> yeah, know? it's true. It's true. <laughs> Yeah. So. I promise. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and chatting with me, Brooke. I so appreciate yes. it. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, and I hope to see you guys tonight. Yeah, I'll see you tonight. See you, see you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.